Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas, and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny, and the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us. As always, we really appreciate it. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I am joined by my co-hosts, Nick and Ryan. I'm sorry, I forgot my word. Capricious co-hosts, Nick You've and Ryan. You've used that one before. Have I? I can't keep track. Do you know how many episodes we've recorded? I think uh, 75 to be exact. 75. Well, 75 and change. Because this one I used this week because you keep changing who you're bandwagoning. So that's why we got capricious this week. No, we've been Ray Shack from the start. Don't even try that. <laughs> Don't even try. Anyway, at DC That Shack and at Half Shack Cap. You can follow our digital media coordinator, OPT, at One Pursuit Takes. You can follow our blog contributor, Monty, at M. Davis Taylor, and you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. What's up, fellas? I've never noticed the way you say uh, appreciate. You say appreciate. A- appreciate? Yeah, instead of appreciate? I guess I do. Never thought yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I mean, 75 episodes in. I know. There you go. <laughs> Learn something new every day if you're not careful. That's yeah, exactly. 
That's why I always try to be careful. <laughs> always try. What's up? How'd you guys do this week? Anything new and exciting on the fish and or cat front to share with the with the group? I'm a chef. Oh. Oh, so you're you're cooking cat now? Oh, God. I am a chef. All right. Was, well, you said, is anything new on the fish or cat front? So, And then he did say, I'm a chef, yeah, so he's yeah. either cooking fish or, fish cat. or cat. Let's <laughs> <with> fish. <laughs> Let's find out. Look, animals are animals, man. Everything can be eaten. Wow. Um, no, so. That was dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Post-apocalyptic riot over here. I'll eat anything. No one is safe. No, so I... I wanted to go to Italy this weekend, right? I wanted to inspire my fake great Italian grandmothers and their recipes. So I decided to make chicken parm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go homemade. So I made Italian bread, um, a massive loaf of homemade bread. Um, I did the whole shebang with the chicken. You know, you got to take the hammer. You got to beat it. You got to dredge it. You got to do all that. Um, I made my own tomato sauce and i made my own homemade noodles which i don't know if you ever made pasta before homemade it's homemade bread and homemade noodles i did everything um wow i would do everything and ever make the pasta making pasta sucks sucks. (laughs) it's hard do you have one of the rolling like the whole pasta machine things or did Um, you do the hand cutting i did hand cutting i like a machine but it kept getting jammed in the machine so i was like screw it I should have bought like the $200 one instead of the $40 one. This is what I get for being smart. So I had to hand cut it. And they're, they're a little interesting, but it tasted good. Um, I used Bobby Flay's recipe. And I don't know if this is how he cooks or he was just catering to his audience. That's a super chef Bobby Flay to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Iron Chef Bobby Flay. He only wanted to use salt and pepper to season everything. He said use salt and pepper to season the tomato sauce. I'm like, where's the basil? Where's so, the Italian seasoning? So where's the white. pesto? I, I, like, is he catering to his audience or is this how he cooks? So I threw my own stuff in there. I seasoned the chicken and the flour how I wanted. And my God, it came out unreal. Ate that like a king. Delicious. Did I, you put the sauce on the chicken when you cooked it? Yeah, so in the I, oven? Yeah, I put it I, I put it on the oil pan, like cooked there for a little bit. Um and once it was like almost done, I then put it on a little sheet, I put sauce, I put cheese, two types of cheese on it, and I slid that bad boy in the oven. Mm. I'll tell you, I do one thing a little bit different when I cook chicken parm is I, I spend you spend so much work and time making it crispy all the dredging and the battering and the, the frying and the whole thing. And then I'm like, you put the sauce on it and then it loses its crunch. So I always cook it with the, the crispy chicken and the cheese on top. And then I wait until I pull it out and I put a little ramekin of sauce on the side for dipping instead of putting it on top of the chicken. I think next time I'm just going to go to the store, buy a frozen Tyson's patty and then a <laughs> jar of sauce and just call it a day because this took me like four hours to do everything. It's an intense <laughs> thing to cook. It sounds delightful. I was actually what, what bread did you make? Was it like um, uh, just a, a French loaf? It started with an F. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Finn for something. Finn, so you did cook your cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the really thin, long, like pieces of bread there. I know oh, what you're focaccia. talking about. Yeah, that. it's focaccia. Yeah, forgot yeah. <laughs> dude. Watching it rise was like a thrill. I was so hyped. It made just you rise. It, go, it just. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I was being so hyped. <laughs> 
Yeah, cooking bread is oddly satisfying. There's something like yeah. when you make your own bread, it's I, I feel like it's something hardwired into the human psyche. Like we make bread and it's like making fire or something. You feel so proud of yourself. I hit I hit that point of quarantine. It's basically March all over again. I'm now cooking bread while everyone else is already did. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I got over my bread cooking like in, in yeah, June. No, this, like, this is cold March too, remember? That is it's true. true. It's cold March too. I mean you can only burn down the patriarchy for so long, so I gotta go back in time and bake some bread you know a power move that you mentioned that you know i was so admittedly i was way late to the game but i learned it on my own so you know props to me no one had to tell me um seasoning the flour Mm -hmm. as well as you you gotta season everything you do you have to season everything yeah which like you know i have always thankfully thankfully i've always been one to season but you know seasoning the flour just next level stuff it is yeah, and there bobby, is- bobby flay only wanted uh salt and pepper for that i was like bobby <laughs> what yeah i can't doing? imagine he does that when he cooks that's crazy no he was definitely catering to his audience which is really funny <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i've been trying not to cook much bread right now because my husband is is doing keto and which i should be doing because uh, of all does the- he have to tell everyone about it oh wait that's not no, no that's vegans. Vegan. Vegan. Yeah, sorry. My you know what? Guy. You could be. If there's one thing you could be sure of, it's that you've never met a vegan you didn't know was a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> never ever. Anyway, he's doing keto, so I'm trying not to cook delicious homemade bread because that just seems cruel. Yeah. To have in the house. Although I, I did make bread, banana man. bread the other day, which my kids are absolutely crazy about. So I had a bunch of bananas that were a little past their prime, and I made two giant loaves of banana bread. Yeah. So we've been eating nothing but banana bread for two days. Have you guys ever snacked on just, like, a, a French baguette? Like just, oh, yeah. Just um, the bread? Whenever, so whenever I get hungry, um, when I was in school, we had a mason on campus, and they would leave, like, the drinks out. So I'd get myself a free cup of coffee um or free soda and i would just order a baguette from panera and just sit there and just eat it raw when i was just dying suddenly i swear stuff. some people look at me like i'm crazy because they uh, there's a panera beneath our office so you know i no, it's absolutely unreal I, I don't like panera all that much but i go there you know just for the baguettes almost because you know i i just love baguettes a good baguette is amazing can i tell you one of my favorite things to do if i'm not feeding the family and i'm just feeding myself is i'll I take fe- a baguette i feel like i'm gonna le- find out anyways but. you are i'm gonna tell you <laughs> um so just i slice it a little bit like on the bias so it's easier to eat when they're crunchy and then i'll throw them under the broiler on both sides for just like a minute or two till they're slightly brown and crunchy and then rub both sides of it with a garlic clove like raw garlic on both sides mm. a little olive oil a little yeah. salt and pepper a little parmesan cheese absolutely unbelievable yeah so freaking good no uh, maybe i'm just weird but like i'll just eat it raw you know straight out the bag and just you know go to town yeah i can see that you know when you go to if you go to paris have you guys ever been to france if you go to paris they have these chocolate baguettes you can buy that are just like for snacking just got back from france i go there every (laughs) weekend damn it ryan you missed out if you've ever been to France, but the baguettes there, just there, there's nothing here in the United States that can compare to a baguette in, in France. But well, they they're called these, French baguette for a. They reason. are, they are, they do know how to cook in that place. Not as well as Ryan, but. <laughs> Who does? Yeah. Who does? Yeah. Yeah. They anyway. season with salt and pepper over there. <laughs> <laughs> probably a little, probably a little basil, maybe up there. <laughs> maybe. 
It's a little Maybe. spicy for them. <laughs> All right. Well, that made me hungry. Yeah, I'm starving now. I know. I wasn't hungry when we started recording. Now I'm like, oh, tummy grumbly. I'm ready to go eat something when we're done. What's your uh, fish update for the week? I know if we don't touch on it, then we're going to have people online going, why didn't we hear about the aquarium? Uh, nothing died. So that's good. Oh, yeah, that is. Congratulations. <laughs> it's, it's progress. Uh, the tiny fish that I, my black market fish that I got on eBay, they're surviving. Still too small to fit in or go in the big tank. Because I'm afraid Victor's going to eat them. So I'm just letting them grow a little bit. And uh, we'll go from there. But, you know. You stuck with Robles for your fish name? Uh, no, Victor, not Robles. <laughs> I thought you told us last week you were going to change the name. Uh, I'm still in the process. Still in the process. Excellent. It's just a working title right now. <laughs> Anything else going on this week other than fishy? Oh, I got to tell you about my, my tournament really quick that I know everyone's dying to hear about. Um, so I, you know, coach a 14U team. We had a tournament this weekend. Um, absolutely got smacked Friday night. So we had basically went out to um, win the championship. Friday, you know, it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's 8-8. Eight, eight, you only play seven innings at 14U. Um, so 8-8, eight, eight, bottom of the seventh. Oh, no, we were the way team, so top of the seventh. Take the lead on this uh, suicide squeeze, you know, because I'm an animal. I, I, I play to win. And, uh, you know, it, it was our, you know, arguably our best player laying down the bunt. And, you know, the run scores, but he tries to beat out the play at first. And it was a turf field, so you, when you slide, you kind of slide a little bit further. But the oh. idiot, the idiot, I think he... Like, he wanted to slide to first, but he knew, like, I had told the kids not to slide at first because it doesn't help. And so I think he was caught in between. So he kind of had an awkward slide. He braced himself with his wrist and then, like, didn't do a good job and then smacked his head against the ground. So, oh, no. Yeah, so he broke his wrist and, <gasps> and passed out. So, you know, I mean, we won the game thanks to him. <laughs> we also lost our best player. But then, uh, you know, so that stunk. Uh, Sunday, That's awful. So yesterday, um, it was pouring down rain, but the champion or like the um, tournament went on. Um, we ended up winning, so that was the semifinal. So we're in the championship, but then it was just like two poor conditions. So they moved the the championship game today to today. So I had to, but I had to work, so I had to log on at five thirty. Uh, and that was after, for those of you keeping up with my, my life, uh, after I procrastinated my huge project that was due last night at 2 a.m. Oh, I did, right. Yeah, which I did complete. But, you know, I had to log on at 530 so I could leave at 1130 to make my one o'clock game. Um, so, you know, I was running on two hours of sleep. So championship game, still not great conditions. It was like it was misting. But, you know, that wet infield and unable to grow the baseball but anyways back and forth back and forth back and forth there was a total of 11 lead changes in the game 11 holy yeah. crap um uh, we're up nine eight we take the lead in the top of the seventh um so we're up nine eight and you know they single bunt get him to second and then double off the wall so they tied it we get uh another out so it's two outs guy on second uh, a liner to center field, our kid dives for it, 
and makes an insane catch. And then as he hits the ground, the ball squirts out, and that's how oh, it ends. So it was just sucks. the most brutal, you know, back and forth, back against the wall, you know, losing your best player to injury. Not even to mention we had another kid who uh, ball came up and hit him in the mouth. Instant blood. I've never seen so much blood come from a mouth. And he lost a tooth. Um, so, you know, my kids went through it this weekend. Jesus. How are they? Is your kid who broke his wrist doing okay? I mean, he has a broken wrist. Well, yeah. But <laughs> I'm just saying, how's he doing? I, that was I mean, Friday, you said, or Saturday? Uh, that was Friday, but, yeah, I mean, he's alive. <laughs> Did he so. come out to the game Yeah, to yeah, watch he, the yeah, he's our like our general manager's kid. So, but he's also a good kid. So, team player and oh. supporting team and whatnot. Rough. Well, sorry you guys didn't win the championship. That sucks. Yeah, well, it happens. It's one of those those experiences. I mean, if yes. I was out there, I would have won. But you know, at least you got past the first round. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to don't want to you know have that tied to my name. But yeah, I also didn't wasn't able to earn myself a contract extension today. So <laughs> we move on. well, we'll have to see what happened. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like it was an eventful week. Oh, I'm tired as hell. <laughs> I bet. So you got your project done though. That's the important thing. Yep. Thanks to Ryan. Shout out. You helped me. Oh, you guys are so sweet to each other. Baba booey. well i have nothing interesting going on this week particularly except for the fact that i've apparently reached the age where i'm old enough now that i can hurt myself while i sleep because i woke (laughs) up i woke up a couple of days ago with my neck like i guess i slept on it weird my neck because i've got the max scherzer issue happening here like my neck is so stiff like like 10 years younger than you i cannot okay you're (laughs) you know what So usually I take that in stride. You're about to get yourself in trouble. Uh, no, I can't turn my head to the left or look up at all. So it's been an interesting couple of days where I can barely move my head and I'm in pain all the time. So that's been fun. So yeah, injury, a sleep injury. I'm going to the chiropractor tomorrow for the first time. I'm excited for that. I want to get some crack. Nice. You, you've fun. seen those videos where it's just like an uncomfortable but yeah. yet intriguing amount of back crack. Right, it sounds like Rice Krispies. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, they like, you know, pull your neck up or pull your head up slightly and then jerk your head and you get the neck crack. Yeah. Get, get all that tomorrow. I'll report back, let you know how it is. Yeah, I've actually, I used to go, this this neck injury is like an old thing. I was in a car accident when I was 14 and I had to go to a chiropractor for like a year afterwards because I had a pinched nerve in my neck and it's mostly fine. I don't really have problems with it, but every once in a while it acts up. So like when I sleep on it wrong apparently sounds like it's undisciplined it it acts up but uh yeah the chiropractor's fun there's something incredibly satisfying about all of that snack crap girl popping thing in your back oh i'm very scared (laughs) yeah it feels like if they just do it wrong you've seen so many movies where they just like turn someone's head and they die yeah exactly i'm scared (laughs) so don't die tomorrow Eh, wouldn't be the worst thing (laughs) at least you wouldn't even know it would happen so fast be fine all right so shall we talk about baseball at all Woo, baseball all right so there's been baseball this week ryan would you like to uh, catch us up yes we had another week come and go in the exciting world of baseball 
but bad news does come in threes. Um, and we had that this week for Major League Baseball. The top official who established youth Major League Baseball academies, as well as the brain behind the futures game for prospects, uh, Jamie Solomon passed away at the age of 64. Um, MLB legend Whitey Ford also passed away at the age of 91. And Hall of Famer Joe Morgan passed away at the age of 77. Hmm. Um, moving on. And uh, well, I guess this is still bad news as well. Tommy Pham is in good condition after being stabbed and having surgery. That was the uh, moment of the week. White Sox fire manager Rick Renteria, who's probably going to win the Manager of the Year award, which is also rather funny. The division series came to a close as the Braves and Dodgers both swept. The Rays, the Rays beat the Yankees in five, and the Astros beat the A's in four in the ALDS. The Rays are currently up two games to nothing over the Astros, and the Braves and Dodgers are playing right now as the game will be played with 11,000 fans in the stadium. According to sources, this has everything to do with next season and nothing to do with letting fans see their teens play in the playoffs. MLB owners are not very happy that they're told that it was not a given that fans will be able to attend games next year. So this is a test run for them to figure it out. To the NL East, Steve Cohen is going to blow up the Wilpons archaic Mets technology and expects to lose $400 million next year. He said, hey, What's another $50 million to fix this mess? JT Realmuto wants to break Maurer and Posey's record contracts and get a contract north of $200 million. Marlins said they will not speed up the rebuild just because they made the playoffs this season. It's still not too late to register to vote, but the deadline is soon. You can see Nats Park like never before, and you can see Capital One Arena like never before, but only if you register. This Week in Review is brought to you in part by your local neighborhood chilies. Order curbside or dine in at select locations only and make sure you get yourself a nice lunch deal. They have a three for $10 that includes a non-alcoholic beverage, an app, and an entree, but only at your local neighborhood chilies. Why would anybody want a non-alcoholic beverage? I know, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but also RIP Joe Morgan. Yes, he did mention it. Uh, that was the one, you know, we've had a couple. Glad to see Nick listens. Um, <laughs> we've had a couple, you know, Hall of Famers and greats pass away, but that was the one that really got me just because, you know, growing up Sunday Night Baseball, that was Joe Morgan. So you're you're like, dang. Because obviously, you know, I'm not old enough. I'm not Amanda's age to where I saw Joe Morgan play. So, um, you know, but. I, he was part of my childhood because of Sunday Night Baseball, and that was, like, you know, when I was really getting into the sport and all that. So, RIP. Yeah, it sucks. It's been a brutal week for that. It's just anytime those guys pass. A whole year, pass, actually. But, yeah. Yeah, 20, F you 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it to be over. I just hope 2021 takes it a little easier on us than 2020 has. But, yeah, it's been a brutal brutal time for that it's uh it always sucks to see the legends pass away just because even though you know it's not like you think about them all the time but they're just i don't know there's something about these guys you know when they're larger than life and when they when they passed away it's just i don't know kind of hits you right in the feels yeah big time yep okay uh let's move on to our nat spat segment um a lot of stuff to talk about on the coaching front with our nationals this week 
Yeah, we saw the rest of the coaching staff kind of take shape. Um, Kevin Long was let go, or I guess they're not going to renew his contract, the same as Chip Hale. Um, Chip Hale said it's good to go somewhere else where he's going to be wanted. Um, <laughs> okay, wow, buddy. I didn't hear that. Um, your, your contract ended. Like, Get over it. Um, I mean, he's been a mainstay for a few uh, coaching changes, right? Yeah, he's been around for a while. Like, it's like him and Bob Henley. They just don't go away. Um, Davey didn't get to pick his coaching staff, and now he is, and he doesn't want you in his coaching staff. Like, it's a business, man. Yeah, it's almost like you rode your starting pitching to uh, a championship, and now that you didn't have that starting pitching, your flaws and inability to coach is being exposed. <laughs> oh, it's almost like that. Almost. Not quite, but almost. Can we talk about Walker Bueller's pants for a minute? So tight. Holy like people people will like, you know, clown Bryce for it, which Bryce does wear very tight pants, but Walker Bueller's are next. He level. does, but Bryce has got a wagon. I mean he puts those what? pants on. <laughs> he does. He's a little thick. I, I I'm did, just saying. I didn't expect that. How many C's thick is he? I, I He's just a little He's, I'm just saying, he's got the, he, you know, he's always done the tight pants thing. I've never seen Walker Bueller wear pants like that. Is all I'm saying. Did he have special pants just for tonight? I don't understand. Yeah. Playoffs, I guess. Playoff pants. Playoff pants. I don't know. All right. That was all. I'm just, uh, just felt like I needed to make sure we discussed that here on the podcast. And it needs a drink. God, I so need a drink. <laughs> Several drinks. It's uh, been a day. Yeah, but, I mean, definitely excited. What was Chip Hale's role? First base coach? Third base coach? Or bench coach? I think he was third base coach this year. Yeah, because didn't he and Bob Henley switch? Yeah, yeah, they had done some switching up. It just seemed weird to me at the beginning of the season that they were just, like, moving people around. I was like, shouldn't people be, like, important enough and good enough at their individual jobs that you can't just move them around? Yeah, (laughs) you'd think... You know, you would want to replicate that success, not tamper with it. Yeah, it was uh, a weird thing. But it does seem like they're finally just letting Davey bring in his own guys, which I'll be I'm curious to see who who he chooses. Yeah, I mean, hitting coach, obviously a super important one, but I, I still think, you know, the pitching coach is, you know, your top priority in the offseason. Obviously Davey should and has the every manager should you know be able to or have the the ability to uh you know bring in the guys he wants for his managerial staff doesn't make sense otherwise um so the fact that Davey just inherited a bunch of guys and made it work I mean credit to Davey but now it's like all these contracts are ending so why not let Davey pick who he wants and that way you get a real you know um evaluation on him because again we don't know how long this contract is we can only guess so why not let Davey pick his guys and really see what Davey can do with like the system he sets up and the environment he brings to the Nats um so you know I think this is this is overdue um and you know yeah Kevin Kevin Long hasn't been good arguably ever like he gets a lot of credit for what he did for the Yankees but look at those Yankee teams those Yankee teams were stacked it's, you know, we, we talked about it last week with, uh, you know, the QB coach of, you know, Peyton Manning, which was Adam Gase for you Jets fans. Like, 
you know, he gets a lot of credit, but also it's Peyton Manning. Like how much, you know, coaching did, did that guy do? It's so like think, all the former Patriot assistants. I think they're going to yeah, be bad. And then exactly. they Cause they don't have Tom Brady. Exactly. Exactly. Tom Brady just, doesn't even have Tom Brady anymore. Yeah, it, it, well, it's like the same thing with, you know, Kevin Long. He gets a ton of credit and, you know, and, post Yankee era, he gets a ton of credit for what he did with Daniel Murphy. And, you know, Daniel Murphy re really reinvented himself, but you know, what works for one guy doesn't necessarily work for a whole team or especially with young guys. Daniel Mur Murphy was a vet who, you know, made good contact and then reinvented his swing to include uh launch angle. And that was like the, the revolutionary thing for Daniel Murphy. He kind of, you know, added power to his already good, you know, bat to ball skills mm -hmm. but you know he clearly can't develop young talent i mean look at carter keyboom look i mean, look at victor robles you know i mean juan soto is next level but you can't really include him in any like right he's the paint manning you don't need to do right. anything yeah with juan soto. exactly yeah it's, it's a great point so i'm excited i just you know i hope obviously i hope whoever it is <laughs> is, is someone good but again i think the pitching coach should be the priority gotcha okay so that's our coaching carousel let's talk about our player carousel there's been a lot of roster changes yeah so speaking of guys you can't get rid of yeah. <laughs> um into the season a lot of guys get uh optioned or dfa'd if they clear waivers they have the, cho the choice to either declare free agency or stay within the organization so this week, we saw Adrian Sanchez, Austin Williams, Paolo Espino, Aaron, Bar Aaron Barrett, uh, Javi Guerra, excuse me, Sam Freeman, and Elias all clear waivers and elect the free agency. You can just say goodbye to them. Like, don't even call them ever again. <laughs> like, right. not, one, not one of them is an impact player. The only thing Elias is known for is that he was the worst trade my Chris has ever done. Like, you can just let them all go. Yeah, for real. And I, I'll tell you, some of these guys, I feel like I follow the Nats, you know, more closely than the average bear. And I couldn't pick some of these guys out of the lineup. Like, <laughs> Paolo Espino and Austin Williams, like, I know they were on the team, but they're just not the kind of guys that they just go and you're like, okay, well, in five years, I won't remember that they were ever on the team. <laughs> Pretty much. It'll yeah. be like, uh, who remembers this guy? Yeah, or name a random gnat. It'll be one of those from the be like Paolo Espino. And you'll be like, who? <laughs> who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, none of these guys are worth retaining. None of them really show anything. You can you can draft or, you know, sign a bunch of eighteen year olds that show better promise than any of these guys. So, no, so makes I think no we're sense down to, to is it thirty six now? I think I saw earlier on Twitter that we were down for the forty man is down to thirty six right now after I think it was uh, Javi Guerra and Rowanis Elias. I think once they they were on the forty man, I think right. Yeah, they're down to yeah. thirty six. Yeah. yeah. So when so, they trade for Arenado <laughs> and uh, sign Real Muto, sign Springer. Right. Yeah. When they do all of those things, they'll still have room for one more guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan right. Zimmerman. Yeah. So, okay, we did coaching carousel. We did player carousel. Here's minor league AAA affiliate carousel. This so one's, again, this have one. no AAA affiliate. This one's really interesting because they signed a two-year contract with Fresno. 
Um, it was literally a worst case scenario, but now they're in a even worse case scenario because they can't figure out where their AAA affiliate's going to be until Major League Baseball um, concludes its mass, mass exodus of every single minor league program because they don't know who's going to get cut and who's not going to be. So they're kind of just like stuck in purgatory like, hey, we don't have anyone and we have no idea where it's going to be until maybe early next year, maybe like a little bit later until Major League Baseball announces who's cut and who's not. It's so crazy. Did, it's such a it, weird situation. Was it just the Nats whose contract expired or wasn't there one other team? There might be another team. Um, I, I didn't think see it's the Brewers. I think it was the Brewers, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be I could be thinking of when they got outbid for Nashville. Uh, which, by the way, Nashville Stadium, super cool. Um, I like Nashville. Yeah, me too. But the Rangers outbid them for that, which it does make sense for the Rangers just geographically. But, you know, you, just looking at the options, which it's hard to tell what's even an option for a, a future, like, um, minor league affiliate. Because you know, I was talking to Ryan about this when the news first broke in Scranton, the – Yankees, what, triple-A or double-A? Uh, it was in the Yankees organization. That one's scheduled to close down. So, like, is that one just off-limits? Or, you know, can is it just unoccupied and it, it's up for the taking? Like, I don't really understand how this, you know, elimination of teams really works. If they're just trying to get the number down or they're, like, actually closing down sites if that makes sense but you know geographically there isn't a ton of options that are close to the nats and obviously the biggest problem with fresno is that it was all the way across the damn country and, right so they know, wound up using their double a affiliate as their de facto triple a affiliate anyway. right which you know didn't make much sense and if there were guys in fresno and they are getting called over you know the only flight if I remember the article correctly was like a red eye that landed through Chicago and you just, the players just, yeah, you're, when you're they got to the team wrecked for the next yeah, day. Yeah. When they got to the team, they're just brutal. Cause obviously you're dealing with the time change as well as like the, the cross country travel. So, you know, with the AAA, you want it to be geographically close to you. It made no sense. That they got rid of Syracuse. The Mets swooped that up. So they're not giving that back. Cause obviously same state, um, you know, the Orioles have, uh, Norfolk they're not getting that up you know the White Sox the only one that like really doesn't make sense the White Sox have like Charlotte or something like that but again if there's not anything closer to Chicago the White Sox are just going to keep Charlotte so I don't know it, it's something it's like cool to to guess mainly because I'm bored and I have nothing to do but <laughs> it you know there's still a lot that obviously needs to be figured out before you can hang above them yeah wait what yeah what Hello? <laughs> I don't know what he's I, I agreed just like out of habit. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 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 um, Ryan figures his shit out. I stuff out. Sorry. Damn it. I said a bad word. Um, we, we're going to we move it, like, on. 40 minutes before you know, first curse word. So progress. I know we're trying. You should, you know, I actually think we do a very good job of uh, turning it on and off <laughs> when we're recording and when we're not. Well, just I just mark I marked episodes as explicit now, so that way we get away. But oh, usually, excellent! If we if we drop any f bombs, I usually bleep those out. Oh, excellent! Well, so I'm glad you're nice the one medium. who handles all that. We have a nice like PG-13 thing going right now. Excellent. It means we get excellent. one. Yeah, we get one. <laughs> yeah, we'll rotate who gets it every week. 
<laughs> I think I stole it this week. <laughs> All right. Division series reaction. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of fun baseball that, uh, that Yankees race series was phenomenal. Yes, it was, uh, disappointed by the A's. I yeah. Wanted, like if the Astros won, you know, that's one thing, but the A's didn't really put up much of a fight. The Astros look mm-hmm. like the better team all the way through, which, you know, credit to the Astros, I guess, like they are still a very good team. Like I want them to be bad, but they're, they're not. Yeah. Like, they're I just, really, really want them. They're to a good bad. team and like, it is what it is, but. The know. funny thing about the Astros um, I was telling this to Nick. They went under 500. If they were the Tigers or any other team, oh, yeah. everyone would be moaning and complaining about how this is terrible. No 500 team should be this far. But the fact that it's the Astros, everyone just kind of accept it because it's the Astros and they're actually good. And they're like, nah, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. But I do think in a season where they, you know, squeaked into the expanded playoffs, it would really, really suck to see them win it all. So. So go race is all I have to say. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, same thought process with the Braves. Like, I just really want them to suck and be bad. But I think mm-hmm. they might be good guys. I, I think well, they might be. I, the idea of I am struggling with that series because I cannot root for the Dodgers and I cannot root for the Braves. And I don't know what to do with myself. You know, my preseason prediction of Rays Dodgers is still alive. So, you know, I'm just hanging my hope on that. Yeah, well, the Rays are now up 2 nothing, and we actually seem to have skipped to our championship talk instead of division series well, talk, but that's okay. Credit, I talked about the A's. That's true. We did mention the division series, but who cares about that now because it's over and the championship series are going on. But, yeah, the Rays are now up two games to none over the Astros. I the saw, um, was it Correa? The Braves are, no, it's 1-1 now in the bottom of the seventh. Oh, nice. Nice pitcher's duel going on. I saw Freddie Freeman hit a home run. Yeah, that was a monstrous home run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, offer. I off of, hate uh, the Braves. Type pants Bueller. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just needs to pitch in skinny jeans. Uh, yeah, according know. to Amanda, he's not thick enough to uh to pull off those tight pants. I didn't say that. I said you that you implied it I, basically. No, by I said that. Thick I said is. that he doesn't generally have tight pants like that where Bryce does it all the time. You know how like uh you know news outlets and Twitter posts clickbait clickbait articles or titles, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh when I post this episode tomorrow it's gonna be like Amanda thinks Bryce Harper is thick. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> Might be slightly twisting that, but it would probably get some people to to click on the episode, Did you so. or did you not say Bryce Harper is thick at with out of nowhere? <laughs> Well, I, I think I said he, he had a wagon out of nowhere. <laughs> but then you, I have to go back to the tape. But then I said, what the hell? And you said, yeah, he's thick. You I said that yeah, on your own accord. I don't mean both. thick as in like the T-H-I-C-C thing that people do. I just mean like literally the man is thickly built. He wears pants and they're tight on him. Because uh, see, not, see, after the clickbait article comes out, here comes the retraction statement. Retraction. I'm not retracting anything. I stand by my by my statement. However, I just think that Walker Bueller doesn't usually wear pants this tight. It's a it's an unusual pants situation for him this evening. That's all I'm saying. I've also also always been a fan of the uh the well, stirrups, yes, but uh, the um, uh the rolled up pants, the knickers, mm. I guess. Yeah, I like the high pants with the uh with the high socks look a lot. 
Yeah, like Strauss. Yeah, I, I like that old-fashioned thing. I, I, I really like it when when people rock that look, but you don't see it very often, unfortunately. No, you don't. You just see tight pants now. Yeah, well, plenty of tight pants. I'm not complaining about the tight pants. Just saying. I'm oh, married, not dead. Calm down. Just, <laughs> I'm calm. Calm down. All right. So, anything else on the championship series before we uh, move on to Twitter questions? Maybe predictions? What do you guys think is going to happen? Race Dodgers, baby. You got Race Dodgers. How many games for each series? Uh, Rays in five, Dodgers in six. I like it. I'm going to go Dodgers in seven, Rays in six. Astros seven, Dodgers six. You think the Astros are going to come back from a 2-0 hole and win it? Yeah. I, I like it. I, I don't do. want it to happen, but it would be exciting. The race pitching might Car- crumble here soon. I mean, that bullpen's got to be taxed. That's true. I saw Correa saying something in the after the game, um, after game two, he was giving an interview where he said something about the World Series and coming back from an 0-2 hole to win the next three games. And I was like, do you remember how that ended, sir? <laughs> but anyway... All right, let's move on to Twitter questions. We've got a few tonight, too, from at Monsta. Now I know how to say it. Will we expletive draft a bat at 11? General thoughts on the direction the pick should go, outfield, infield, etc. Shouldn't matter the position. They just need to get a bat. But knowing Mike Rizzo, he's going to draft some guy because he's like 6'4". He he's going to be a tall, pitchers. right-handed pitcher. That's yeah, what we're going to get. A long history of injuries. <laughs> But he thinks it's a steal. And he's not going to pan out. Yeah. It just reminded me of the NHL draft, which just happened. And I know nothing about, you know, hockey prospects and all that stuff. But just reading on the guy the Caps drafted, it's like, oh, he suffers from a history of concussions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, I was like, know, Mike Rizzo, is that you? Has top 10 upside. And I'm like, where, <laughs> where have I seen this before? Hey, every once in a while it works out, Anthony Rendon. Yeah, that's true. But then they leave you. Then they leave you. Yeah. Wow. You okay? <laughs> no. No. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. By the way, speaking of ex-players that make me sad, Nate Schmidt just uh, signed with the Canucks, and I really wanted him to come back to D.C., so I'm I sad. I had to think about who you were talking about for a second. Number 88. No, no, I, I I know now, but I, I was going through all the, like, former baseball players. I thought you meant, ah. I thought you meant Nate McLeod at first. No, no. Well, we had, we had mentioned hockey, so yes, I went yes. in that direction. Yeah, we're, we're together now. I got you. <laughs> yes. All right. So another one from at Monsta says, possibility they prioritize extending Trey over signing a big-name free agent. <laughs> um, you just use the Nats extending <laughs> one of their players and big free agent in the same sentence and prioritizing. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> they don't sign their own homegrown players. Um, unless it's Steven Strasburg, they should sign Trey. I don't think they're going to do that this off season. Um, and I also don't think they signed a big free agent. So the answer to your question is none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they prioritize it. Uh, if it happens, it's because they either didn't go after any big name free agents or more likely they missed out on all big name free agents. So, you know, if they do have a, uh, what's the excess budget or whatever, um, then maybe they try to get a deal done. Cause I think they've kind of been talking, uh, you know, already. So maybe there is some groundwork there. Uh, 
and maybe they could get something done, but you know, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think unless Trey decides to pull a Strasburg and like he decides he's going to stay here and makes it happen, then it doesn't it's not seem like he's going right. to do that. Yeah, Tr it does. Trey strikes me as the guy who's low key fed up with the Nets. I don't know if you guys get that vibe. I don't know. Maybe not as much as I did from Rendon, but maybe a little bit. I think that's just his personality. I think he's just yeah, it might back. be. It might be. I can see why those two got along so well. Yeah, he's going to go to uh, L.A. If another one of our players goes to L.A., I, I'm going to cry, especially if it's Trey. I just bought a Turner jersey, so he better not. I can't wait for all the Nats fans to say we offered him a reasonable contract. <laughs> yeah, but I do feel like people argue about we should have done this and we should have done that with Rendon. Rendon was not going to sign here. He didn't want to be here, so there's nothing that we would have offered him. Rendon wanted the world theory. that's all forgiven. Yeah, I know. It's interesting, the, the dichotomy between how people reacted to Rendon and how they reacted to Bryce. But that's a whole wormhole we don't need to go down right now. All right. Next question from at Todd Herr is, Don Cooper was part of the White Sox purge today. Is he a candidate to replace Menhart? No. Only if he brings Giolito with him. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Don no, Cooper. I don't want him. Put Don him in the pocket. Great, bring him along. He's a great guy. Like he's he's been around them for thirty years. He's a fantastic guy, but there's a reason why White Sox fans are excited he's gone. Um, he's like he's kind of like Dusty. He's very old I was school. Just gonna bring him up. Yep. He doesn't believe in analytics. He doesn't really like to use technology and everything. And that's where every single franchise is going right now, especially with pitching. He's like kind of like the guy in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory who just got phased out because they made a machine that can twist on um the toothpaste tops and then like he's like oh crap i don't have a job that's kind of him like he's kind of just getting like phased out because with everything moving technology and this team's already behind on analytics they cannot bring another person in who's behind on analytics yeah. they cannot or they won't because i feel like they might <laughs> remember oh, yeah, when davy was heralded as this like big analytics guy yeah and he goes against analytics in literally every single situation <laughs> yeah he goes on oh this guy i'm gonna bat um, Wilmer Defoe second because he deserves a chance and I want him to like me. Did you see the interview from Dusty after, was it after game one or after game two where he said something like, he's my first baseman and it's not just my fair weather first baseman. He's my first baseman. And I was like, Oh God, I'm having PTSD flashbacks. Yes. He's done right that now. so many times. <laughs> yeah. And I love Dusty. Dusty's an awesome guy, but man, I do not miss that. No, I don't, don't miss him at all. Yeah, but it is, it's, it's a cool story that he's now been with four teams to go to the playoffs. It's pretty cool. Nah. I like Dusty, but he, was I, you know. he would have stayed with one team. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Anything else before we get to one big thing? Nope. Oh, I watched uh Casper for the first time today. Casper. Yeah. The movie, the friendly ghost. Okay. I'm not sure what to say to that. <laughs> it's extremely had, random. <laughs> you asked me if I had anything else. And there's just a random thought that popped in my head. It's, it's extremely a random thought. Well, congratulations. What did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Is this like the more recent movie that came out? No, this was what, 95, 94, something like that? Not so recent. Okay. 
No. All right. Well, what can I ask? What brought that on? Like, why did you watch Casper today? Because it's spoopy season. Oh, I see. Come on. Yeah. Who, who, who's man's? Like, come on. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. What's your uh, one big thing? Uh, one big thing is, you know, I mentioned it before we started recording is I, you know, I just find myself watching more and more playoffs in general, because, you know, hockey and, and bas- even basketball, and I've really never watched basketball, at least not on TV. Um, if I'll go to a game, if anything, but, you know, I find myself watching playoff baseball and, you know, we talked about last week, how it's definitely not the same. And Ryan made the point, like fans make the game, which, you know, is undeniable, especially when you're watching the, uh, the games now without fans and just, you know, the lack of energy, um, especially when your team's not on the field, but, you know, I'm watching it more and more and it just makes me realize, and I've said this before, but just makes me realize how much I would actually watch baseball if it was more accessible, (laughs) you know, like, because these games, I, I have nothing invested in these games aside from, you know, my preseason pick potentially coming true. But, you know, as much as I'll never let anyone live that down or forget that I called, like, the World Series preseason, um, like, I have nothing invested in, in, in these games. And I'm still finding myself, like, finding out when the game's going to start so I can turn it on and whatnot. And, like, I get, like, I can pay for at-bat and watch all these other games. But again, I'm not going to pay for at bat if I can't even watch my own team. So if you make the game more accessible, then, you know, maybe people will watch and maybe people will watch other teams and maybe people will like get invested in like these big names that deserve to be recognized, but aren't because the game is not accessible. It's just like, you know, there's a a thing every single week that reminds me of, hey, MLB sucks. Yeah, if only you would do something so that I could, yeah, completely Speaking agree. Of that, um, I completely forgot about this. This is kind of random, but when every single team won the division series, they got Braves are moving on, Dodgers are moving on. They didn't mention the Rays. All they said was Yankees are eliminated, and they got like 20, 20 oh, times yeah. as many interactions as all the other tweets did. And it, like, it was pretty funny, but also like I know Major League Baseball was hurt golden child (laughs) oh yeah if the dodgers get eliminated they're gonna go cry in their beers yeah well yeah they always want to have yankees dodgers but it's so it's so boring for everybody else in the country like i'm sure again when's the last time you had yankees dodgers what was last time yankees made the playoffs i mean i made the world series excuse me 2009 has it been 12 yeah okay 11 years yankees yankees pulled there's a reason why they're always in uh they're All always right. in prime time. I have my one big thing this weekend. It's just, it's not exactly only baseball related, but sports related in general is I find that as the years go by that when and a players, lot of them have gone by, they do when, when players leave or new players come to your team, I guess I'm finding it harder and harder to get like invested yes. in players. Yes. And it's, it's hard to explain or put your finger on exactly, but like Holby just left and that hurts. I love the Caps. I'm a huge Caps fan. I love Holtby. I've been a huge fan of his for years. But we all knew he was going to leave. And now Henrik Lundqvist is coming to the Caps. And I'm kind of like, hey, that's cool because Lundqvist is, is a great cool, goalie. It is cool, but I'm but just like, oh. I, I just can't even find myself like all that worked up about Holtby or Lundqvist. I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't know. I guess it's just like you get jaded 
after a while. When Bryce went to the Phillies, that one that one hurt deep. I'm not gonna lie, that one gutted me. Yeah. But even when Rendon left, it's like, you know, it, it hurt less because I guess we all figured it was coming. I don't know. I don't even know exactly and how to explain Bryce it. We had Bryce as a, an experience. Or, right. Exactly. But you know, exactly. I, I felt the same exact way. Like you know, love him or hate him, I absolutely loved Bryce when he was here. And when he left, I was kind of just like, there's no one on the Nats like I like outwardly love like obviously I, I love max and i love Strauss. like they're my guys but like at the time you know bryce was just so much more eccentric and like mm-hmm. out there than anyone else like yeah, he has the a Nats. personality right you know and i get it he was polarizing but like you know again i like that about him i i loved that on my team it's like the same way with tom wilson like you know, some yeah. people hate Tom I Wilson, but if, he, some Tom if, if he's on your team, like you absolutely love him. Like there's no, I don't know a Caps fan that doesn't like Tom Wilson. Um, and like, and I don't know a non-Caps fan who doesn't hate Tom Wilson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works both ways. So like when Bryce left, I was just like, you know, I was like, eh, I like Strauss and I like Max, but I, d- I wasn't attaching myself to them like the same way. So it felt like, you know, my fandom kind of a, took a step back, even though it didn't. Do you know how, like, the kids reacted? It's perfect. Like, Bryce is a great example because the way that kids, like, when you're a kid and you love a player, it is this, like, pure, unadulterated, yeah. beautiful thing, and, you know? Me and Alex, Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> so you just love these players, and then you realize that as an adult, you like players and you get into them and you're a fan and all that, but you never – pre-agency is does that to you over the years. You just can't ever really, I don't know, love a player – unequivocally because you know that there's a chance that they're gonna they're gonna be gone one day and i don't know i find myself it's harder and harder as time goes by to get really invested in any player except maybe somebody like ovechkin because you know he's gonna be here right like, but I've how, been seeing how often it, do ovechkins not like even the, the pedigree but like even like a ryan zimmerman how often do ryan zimmerman's come along? very rarely in the exactly. free agency world and yeah. i see it right now and the reason i thought of it this week is with lundquist coming to the nats and i've seen so much on twitter from from rangers fans who were just like oh god this hurts take good care of him oh god please win him a cup and you realize like the love that they have for him and it's just like he'll come here and we'll be like hey it's cool henrik lundquist plays for us now but it'll never be that do you know what i mean yeah yeah. I don't know. So I don't know what I'm trying to say, except that's my, my one big thing this week is just a, a comment on that. I was also like really confused. Like I knew obviously hockey salaries are way, way, way less than especially baseball salaries. Way, way, like, way, way less. But, but just seeing Hopi sign for two years, eight million, I was like, oh man, what the hell? Like, why did we not sign him for that cheap when like actually that is like a sizable amount of your payroll? Salary cap issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. What do you got this week for us, Ryan? I don't really have a one big thing or one takeaway, whatever we, we like to call it. Um, just we like, change it every week. <laughs> uh, nothing's really going on right now. Um, just vote. That's all just I got to say. Just vote. That's good advice. That is good advice. All right. Anything else before we go? Christopher Columbus sucks. Yes. Oh, wait, we get one F word a day, uh, an episode, right? <laughs> no, no, we do not. You stop it right now. This is the family podcast. 
Yeah, there's this our F a... word, family. <laughs> there you go. F is for family. F is for friends who do, do stuff together. together. <laughs> U is for you and me. Amanda uh, doesn't know this reference and thinks we're crazy. I don't think Here you're crazy, but I do not get <laughs> All righty. Fire <laughs> that burns down the whole town. <laughs> All righty. You're right. I have no clue. No file on this one at all. U is for uranium. Bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's SpongeBob for those of you who do not know. I thought it might be when you said under the deep blue sea. I thought maybe that was a SpongeBob reference. No childhood on this one. Yeah, SpongeBob was past my time. <laughs> SpongeBob's been going on for like 40 years. No. Yeah, that's not no. true. It's probably like. It's over 20. Maybe like 20. Yeah. No, but no, 20. 99. Yeah. So nailed it. Over 20. I was we'll in the spot army. The lie. When it was 99. So not watching a lot of SpongeBob. Oh, that's your loss. I mean, who, who joins the, who, who joins the army over watching SpongeBob? Yeah, who joins the army <laughs> when on. SpongeBob just dropped? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jeez, you didn't have some priority. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some life mistakes. God. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that will do it for us tonight then. Thank you guys for listening as always. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. Follow Nick and Ryan at DC Natshack and Halfshack Cat. Follow OPT at One Pursuit Takes, Monty at M. Davis Taylor, and the show at Half Street High Heat. Have a good week, guys. Bye. <laughs> Later. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. Let's go, Nats. We've got a game to play. We're gonna win today. Let's go. By the early light of dawn, well you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Nats We've got a game to play, we're gonna win today Let's go
ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.